And so we are into the business of raising people, raising uh, ministries, and we see the pastors coming. It's a bit um, hectic, uh, Darren, try and get the sound sorted. And um, so uh, that is what is in our hearts, really, to see God raise ministries. And we're not so much into titles, I can tell you that much. And some of you may be a bit shocked about that. But I don't care about title. I care about job done. And job well done. Amen. That God's going to raise people and set them apart and, and let them minister and become part of his end time harvest, his end gathering. Amen. So just open your heart to that today. Open your heart to that. And we're going to partner with so many different churches, different people, because that's our heart. Our heart is kingdom. Our heart is God's church. We love God's church, whether, whether it, it's not this denomination or that. We, we love God's church. We love God's people. And so that's what we want to see happen in Bradford. Amen. And um, I have some exhortations, and I, I just want to say this, as I was just preparing, the Lord said, dig deep foundations, dig deep wells. And I say that to all of you, uh, it's a day for you to dig deep, dig deep with God. Amen. Don't be shallow. Decide in your heart that you're going to be a deep person for God, that you're not going to be just on the surface a little shallow little something but you're going to dig deep foundations with god we're not the running away type hallelujah <laughs> we we are the kneeling type we pray amen we're the kneeling type when, when difficulties come we fall on our knees we don't run away on our feet amen become a, a person that digs deep, that searches God, not going to run away for nothing. Amen. We're not the grumbling type. We are the good report type. Hallelujah. Come on, I want to hear some amens here. <laughs> We're not the scraping by type. We are the more than enough type. Amen. We're not the joyless gang. We are the cup that runneth over gang. Hallelujah. When you come in here, joy flows. Amen. I was so happy to be here today. There's joy in the house. Amen. There's laughter. There's clapping. There's singing. That's God's church. That's God's church. I, I, I think heaven's going to be like this. <laughs> Amen. God is in the house. I had an aunt, and her name was Aunt Sarah Erickson. She's a big, stout lady. And you never left her house without something in your hand. Whether it was a small piece of bubblegum or a chewy or a biscuit or a tiki. Do you remember tikis? You had tikis. No, they don't know what tikis are. <laughs> sixpence? Okay, tiki was half a sixpence. She would put it in your hand and you would leave. Absolutely feeling like a king, even if it was just a ticky. But she had something, she had gold in her heart. And that uh, just came to me while I was preparing. I remember her so much. And I said, Lord, just yesterday I said, Lord, make me a person like that. That when people leave me, 
they leave with joy in their heart. When people leave these doors today, leave with joy in your heart. Leave with something that God has put in your heart. Amen? She had a heart of gold. I serve a God bigger than Auntie Sarah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So do you. You serve a God that is so big. And when we meet with him, we go away singing. We go away joyful. We go with something in our hearts. And um, you see, it depends on your attitude, depends on your spirit this morning. Just say, Lord, fill me, fill me, fill me. When you come in here, come to share, come to give, and grow with us, grow with the, the ministry so that God can use you in the future. As a body of Christ, let us gush with love and excellence. Gush. I love it. <laughs> I was always so happy when drilling for water in Zambia. Uh, I, I, I repaired a drilling rig, and I drove it all the way with another, another gentleman. We had the compressor and the big, big rig. And it took us two days to get all the way up to Lusaka. We crossed the Zambezi River, and it was so nice to cross the Zambezi, and we got to the Apostolic Faith Mission Church in Zambia. And uh, they hadn't had water. And um, it was the first hole that I drilled. Now, I didn't know a thing about drilling. I mean, what, what do I know about drilling? But I put those rods into the machine, and we went down. And uh, we got down to about 30 meters, and Pastor Lily called me from South Africa. You know, cell phones had just come out in those days. And he says, have you found water? I said, no. <laughs> but there was dust everywhere. You know, when you drill, you get dust. You look like a snowman. <laughs> and she had just put the phone down. We put the next rod in. And as I was going down, about 34 meters, fall! And out that water gushed. I tell you, I was wet. <laughs> I was covered in dust and mud, but I was so happy. <laughs> the water gushed, gushed, and I phoned her and I said, Lily, we've hit the Zambezi. <laughs> Impossible to hit the Zambezi. <laughs> it was 500 kilometers away. But in my heart, I hit the Zambezi. <laughs> That's how we must be with God. Hit the springs of living water and let it gush out of you. Come on. Let it gush out of you. Say gush. More. Gush. I want to hear gush. That's it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let, let the Spirit of God gush. Let the life gush. Because that, what is, that is what God has given us. Amen? We just want to love with excellence. My sermon title this morning is, As It Was, So Shall It Be. And the Lord dropped that in my heart as, I was, as we were flying over. As it was, so shall it be. Uh, and I'm just going to read some scriptures for you. And 
as it was, so shall it be. Come out and go in. Those are the words that just came to me as I was reading Luke 17, 26 to 29. And as it was in the days of Noah, so it will also be in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. And the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. I don't want to focus too much on the city of Sodom or the place where Noah resided. I want to focus more on the men themselves because they are key as we are key in the days that we live in. Your life, your spiritual life in Christ is very needed at this time in the world. When Jesus spoke these words, and I, and I want to just emphasize this, the voice of Jesus is to be heeded. The one who was who was and is and is to come, the Alpha and Omega is talking. And it just struck me that as it was, not so shall it be, but so it is. And that is what I want to leave in your hearts this morning. It is so. We are now in the time of great stress and difficulty where there's conflict, where we're going to stand and we declare the goodness of God in the face of great difficulty. But don't be afraid. The King is with us. And I want to encourage you this morning. You see, I, I'm not too concerned about the eschatological side of all of this. Some people say that'll happen after the tribulation before, whatever. That's not my point. My point is this. Be ready for when Jesus comes. Be ready for Jesus when Jesus comes. But don't be so blind that you can't see that as it was, so it is now. The world is in a terrible state. The terrible state. This morning I was just reading. Um, I get a news bulletin every, every now and again from, from churches throughout the world. People persecuted, murdered, martyred, hunger, death, pestilence, a woman raped on, on, a, on a train in New York. Everybody watched. They watched her. They watched her for 13 stops, didn't do a thing, but, but took their cell phones out and, and, and filmed it. And I say, where, where, what has happened to humanity? That we've got no guts. We've lost our, our, our guts to stand up for what needs to be changed. As it was, so it is. And you know the story how that, that uh, the angels came into Sodom and spoke to, to Lot and told him to leave. 
But the men of the city came out and knocked on the door and said, we want those angels, we want to have a relationship with them in the city center. How vile, how wicked. And so it is with that background that I'm speaking to you this morning, that things are getting seriously wrong, going seriously wrong in the world. But I'm glad to say this, that when the enemy comes in like a flood, God's church is going to raise a standard. Raise the standard. Raise the standard. Dig deep wells. Dig foundations. Don't be associated with wrong. Stand up. And uh, just, just be a man and woman of God. That's what I want to drop in your hearts today. When, when on the streets, I want to say this to our evangelists, all of you, be bold. Be bold like John the Baptist, herald like the Baptist, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, the voice of all of you evangelists on the street, the voice crying in the wilderness of Bradford. It's a wilderness. It's a city, but it's a wilderness. It's barren, it's broken, it's bruised. So is Manchester, so is wherever. You could, you, you, could, you could just go into every street. You don't see happiness. You don't see joy. But let's take the joy of Jesus. And I just want to encourage you. I, I, I'm so proud of all of you. I, I tell you, I, whenever uh, I had the opportunity to share back home I, I, in South Africa, I just spoke about the evangelists. I said, oh, they're a bunch. They're another bunch. <laughs> They're guys that have got guts. They stand out there and they declare Jesus as Lord and they sing boldly. Lift up the name of Jesus. That's what I love. That's what I love. And I share that wherever I go. And uh, so I'm saying, uh, you, you're <clears throat> you are the voice of the king. Jesus has no other voice but your voice on the streets, in your home, wherever you work. You are the voice of the king, and let it be heard. Let it be heard as never before. How was it in the city? Well, a city given to depravity. Prosperity was in the city. The sentence of death was on the city. You see, what people don't realize, and I, I wish the politicians would wake up, they pass stuff that is bringing a sentence of death. On the cities and on the nations. The West has, has gone into awful depravity. And they very gladly vote and say, yay, yay, yay. But I want to say, nay, nay, nay. Because our God is angry. And he's going to bring judgment on the world. But it's, it's, our, it's our opportunity. As it was, so it is. To bring life and blessing and to speak the truth as never before. So evangelists, God bless you. Speak it out. Don't be afraid. Lift up your voices for Jesus Christ. Amen. Lift up your voices and be strong and bold in the days that we, that we are living in. We have a couple. Can I just have your names? Yeah. Jenny and Alan. Pleased to meet you. <laughs> These folks have paid a price. And some of you have not heard this story, but you should hear their story. They were sent into prison.
because they preached Jesus on the streets. And because of their testimony, we are able to be on the streets of England. Amen. Give them a hand. <clears throat> so God is raising up Jennies and Allens. Amen. <laughs> they, they ran before us and they've made the way. Lot and his wife and his daughters lived in that city. And angels were sent. Um, and the other very most important person in this whole story is the very important character, Abraham, that saved the lives of a few people, uh, Lot and his family. And it's, it's quite a sad story, actually, because there's only a few that are saved, that are ripped out of the city. And so they were, they were saved, um, and the angel grabbed them and took them out of the city, and uh, they were saved, but the, the city was destroyed. I mean, a lot of people want to deny that story, but they're they now finding, as they do excavations and discover, that this was a real story, that the evidence is there of, of an outpouring of, of um, fire and brimstone. And um, so it, it's a very real story, and it's a very real spiritual story that every one of us must get hold of. It's serious business to save your, the lost, to save your family. And Abraham was committed. He saved, he saved Lot once before that. Remember that he went out, and I'm going to just share some stuff about Abraham now, a, a quick character sketch of this man. But in Abraham, I see all of us if we rise to the level of God's anointing and giving. Take a lesson from Abraham's life. Become. Say, Father, I want to be like Father Abraham. There was something special about him. Let me just share a few thoughts with you very quickly. He was a brave man. Abraham was a brave man. Genesis 14, 14. And when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, I think it was his nephew, I'm not sure, he armed his 318 trained servants who were born in his own house and went in pursuit as far as Dan. Man, this man was a brave man. This man was a brave man. You, you do, do him wrong, he'll come and sort you out. <laughs> I like that. You know, you touch me, I touch you. <laughs> you touch on my face, I touch on your face. Amen? You get in the face of wrong. You don't put up with it. And so he was a very brave man. Number two, he was a tither. He honored God's work. Genesis 14, 18 to 21. Abraham and Melchizedek. When Abraham came back from um, rescuing Lot and uh, the defeat of King Shadoleoma, that's quite a mouthful, um, that king had come and uh, captured some of the cities and Sodom was one of them. And so Abraham went there with his, with his, his men and they rescued Lot he didn't go to save the, the, the king of, of Sodom. He went to save Lot. There's a lot in your life. Thank you. There's a lot in your life. Every one of us has got a lot in our lives. People that we want to see saved. You'll do anything for them, won't you? You'll go. And, uh, and so uh, he goes 
and he, he, he rescues them. But on his way back with all the goods and all the people, he, uh, he does a very important thing. Then, Mel then Melchizedek, uh, he, he honors God's work, and, and Melchizedek, king of Salem, he was a priest of the Most High God, brought out bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God, and he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of, of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tithe of all. Abraham gave a tithe of all. Honor God's work. Amen? Honor God's work. Be like Abraham. He was a modest and wise man. Genesis 14, 23, that I will take nothing from a thread to a sandal strap, and that I will take anything of yours, lest you should say, I have made Abraham rich. Um, the, the king of Sodom said, oh, just take all the goods. He says, no, 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 no. My God makes me rich. I don't need you to give me goods. And so he very boldly says, no man will make me rich. Hallelujah. No man will make us rich. Our God will through the prosperity that comes through his church. Amen. He was a man of faith. Genesis 15, 6. And he believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness. Wonderful man of God. He was a covenant man. Genesis 15, 18. On the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your descendants have I given this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates. And um, uh, it, it's just an amazing man, a covenant man. He understands the power of covenant, the strength of covenant. Amen? Just back all of that up and you start to see there's something about this man that we can also become. And we must become. He took the inheritance by faith. Genesis 15, 19 to 21. He's, the Lord said to him, I give you the Kenites, the Kenazites, the Kadmonites. Oh, they are Robomites and Knights. The Hittites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Periphraim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. And I'm glad they got rid of all the Shites. <laughs> we don't have to live with them anymore. <laughs> By faith. God says, you're going to take all of them out. And he said, yes, yes. God says to us, I'm going to give you souls, life, blessing, the anointing, the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, everything that goes with becoming men and women of God. Amen. By faith, we take it. By faith, I see pastors here. By faith, I see evangelists. I see teachers. Hallelujah. I see prophets. Hallelujah. I see workers. Workers in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. If you have thoughts of joining this church, you're going to work. Oh, one hand. Thank you. <laughs> Don't be afraid of work. Work maketh the man. <laughs> Amen. A man at work is a good man to see. A man and woman that are on their knees praying to God and, and seeing the kingdom come. They're good people. I love them. Amen? So does God. And then he was circumcised. After all that, Genesis 17, 10 to 11, this is my covenant which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you. 
Every male child among you shall be circumcised, and you shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskins, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and you. So God put a mark on him and all his descendants, a covenant mark. He had a godly visitation, Genesis 18, 1 to 4. Then the Lord appeared to him by the tiberinth trees of Mamre, and as he was sitting in the tent of the door, on the heat of the day, so he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing by him, and when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them, and bowed himself to the ground and said, My Lord, if I now found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servant. Please let little water be brought, and wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree. Wow. What a man. A son of promise. Was, uh, was then promised to him. As the angel comes. And, um, but the, the person called the Lord. Was very important in this issue. That Lord was no, none other than a Christophany of Jesus Christ. Amen. Why would he call one angel Lord and the others just angels? The angel was there, the Lord. And the Lord said to him, you, your, your wife is going to have a son. And she laughed. <laughs> and he says, why are you laughing? He said, no, I didn't laugh. He said, you did laugh. But so would I if I was 100 years old. <laughs> Shall a 100-year-old man have pleasure? Mm, I doubt it. But when God's in it, it's possible. You look at yourself, you look at your, at your strength now, you look at what you are now. I tell you what, when God comes, nothing is impossible. He strengthens us with might in the inner man. We become bold and strong in God. Amen. As it was, so it is. I beg for some license yet because uh, uh, there's some stuff maybe that people wouldn't say, but Christianity is not a walk in the park. Well, not in this park. <laughs> this ain't no parking lot, okay? Christianity is not a walk in the park. This is a kingdom of God church. And I want you to get that into your heart. The home of the brave and the free. Remember Abraham was brave. Tithers and givers. Wise people. Not greedy. Believe God. We are covenant keepers. We take hold of the promises of God. We are circumcised. Oh yes. Oh yes. The Spirit of God, the knife of God, has penetrated our hearts. And he has cut away, and he's still cutting away the flesh. Circumcised in heart by the hand of the Spirit. Wow. Abraham was circumcised, took him into another dimension. So have we. When Christ came into your life, I'll tell you what. A new man was born. A new woman was born. Take hold of it by faith. Believe it with all your heart. You're not the same person you were before. You're a 
child of God. Champions. Glory to God. Encounters with angels. Oh, as it was, so it. Say it. It is. Angels are now coming and appearing to men and women all over the world. Come on. This isn't a joke. This is the reality of it. As it was, so shall it be. And I say, as it was, so it is. Because I can see the signs of the times. The angels are starting to come. They're going to be involved in the great harvest. They're going to be involved in bringing people into Christ in this end time uh, revival. Come on. So it is. And the angels came and ministered to him. Meetings with the Lord. <laughs> and the Lord stood there and said, Shall I hide from Abraham the thing that I'm going to do? He said, I can't hide it from him. He's brave, he's bold. He's done everything that I've asked him to do. I cannot hide anything from him. I'll say this to you. God's not going to hide anything from his church. Nothing. When our hearts are right, ready with God, he's going to show us what to do. He's going to embolden us. Shall I hide from my church what I'm going to know? He's going to quicken us. He's going to empower us. He's going to bless us with the Holy Spirit, with the giftings, so that God, God can do what he needs to do. Amen. And what's more, he's going to raise up intercessors. You know what? Abraham didn't even go to Sodom. Didn't have to. The angels went. But what did Abraham do? He prayed. There's places that we cannot go to. Friends, listen to me. Eyeball to eyeball. There's places that we cannot reach, that we cannot go to, but that we can pray for. There are places that you, by in the Spirit, can reach and touch for God. But it's on your knees. It's in the prayer meetings. It's in the Wednesday night meeting where we say, God, break into Bradford. We ain't saving the city. We're saving the people. We're going in there to pull them out. Come on. We're going in there to pull out what can be pulled out. That's, 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 that's big. But you only pull them out when you've prayed for them. When you've interceded for them. Oh, well, if there's 50, will you save them, Lord? If there's 30, if there's 20, if there's 10, would you save? God says, yes, if there's 10. And we know the story that God delivered Lot and uh, brought his family out. And uh, you know the story of the angel said, don't look back, but Lot's wife looked back. There was some heart, part of her heart still in Sodom. I want to say this to you with, with, with passion. Just kick the world out. Get rid of this, this mediocrity. Get, get rid of everything that is so 
so worldly, so weak. Kick it out. As it is. So it was, as it was, so it is. There's no time to muck about. No. Now you get serious with God. We see the end time. We see the, the issues around us. We get on our knees. We say, God, we're going to change this world. We're going to change the people in this city. Praise God. It's time. And so Abraham doesn't even have to go there, but he intercedes for them. And so when we come together on a, on a Wednesday, and when you gather, to, gather your family on, on, on a, whichever day, you say, God, bring revival to our city. Bring revival to the nations. Oh, God, save my family. See, Lot was a family member. And we can save the lots in our family. Let's call them out. Let's get serious with God. Amen. Just very quickly now. just want to speak to you about Noah. It says that also in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. So shall it be. And so it is. Do you know that man... I'm just going to read something here from Genesis 6, 5 to 8. Then the Lord saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both men and beast, creeping thing, and birds of the air. For I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Thank God for, for Noah. There was one man, God says to him, build that, that ark. 120 years, he built that ark, cut down trees, put them together. If you don't believe the story of the ark, it's true. They found the remains of the ark in Turkey. There it is. Can't deny it. But the world don't, doesn't want to publish it. But the fact of the matter is there was an ark. There was a Sodom. You can't deny what the scripture reveals. And so this man built an ark. And this ark, no doubt to us, no doubt, is a picture of Christ. The ark. The ark of, uh, of, of every life. And I'm saying to you this morning, when you're in the ark, you're safe. But when you're not in the ark, there's no hope. And it's very sad for us that people... I've never heard the term until I came to Bradford. We speak to them and they say, I don't do God. I don't do God. I say, wow, you don't do God? That's sad. And how our evangelists stand on the streets every Saturday and say, come, come to Jesus. Come and be born again. Come into the ark. I don't do God. <laughs> they say it very spiritually, I don't do God. <laughs> Sadly. But may God do something. 
And may the anointing of God fall on all of you, as never before, to bring people into the ark of God. A wonderful picture uh, of the ark is of Christ. We are, as it were, building the spiritual ark, the church. When we bring them out of Sodom, we bring men and women into the ark. When we bring them out, we put them in. We bring them out and we put them in. Let's be sure, and I want you to just listen to me, be sure that you pe when you take people, someone out of, 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 of Sodom, of, of the situation of death, that you put them into life, that you put them into Christ, that you put them into the Word of God. Amen? Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. There's a world hopelessly lost, besotted with good godlessness. And as I said, Moses preached for 120 years. But the day came when the door was shut from the outside. It was shut from the outside. You know those angels that were in Sodom? I think they were the two that closed the door. That's just my thought. For what it's worth and the door was you can't close the door from the inside you close it from the outside it was sealed that is a very sad day it will be a very sad day on this on this earth when the church is gone you see they said oh, rain there's no such thing as rain there's no such thing as water from heaven they say there's no such thing as a rapture I'm touching on some theology now. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But I'm telling you, when they say there's no such thing, it shall come. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, God will take his church as the ark. And the rest were left to face what is going to be called the great tribulation. Terrible time. Terrible time on the planet. Noah was a faithful builder, a righteous man, and he honored God. And I'm calling for the end time men and women to take their place. And I think I've said enough. If you haven't got the message yet, then you'll never get it. Amen? But this is not to be facetious in any way I just I'm just saying brothers and sisters it's time it's time to be f very serious with God extra serious extra prayer brave bold courageous giving time to God giving of what you are what you have sow it sow your life into the kingdom May God bless each and every one of you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We don't like to close our services without praying for people, for giving them an opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I've spoken the word of God to you today as best I could. 
And should there be anyone here, and in your heart this morning you are convinced and convicted now that Jesus is the Savior of the world, I'm saying to you, come. Commit your life to Jesus. He makes a difference. And he will make a difference forever once he's in your heart and in your life. Let us bow our heads in a word of prayer, shall we? Father, we say thank you for your word today. Thank you, Lord, that this word is quick and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword. It pierces even into the heart, to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. And I pray, Lord, that every person seated here today will have made the right choice to follow you, to love you with all their hearts, to commit their lives to you, so that they know that they will be with you in eternity. And as your heads are bowed, I just want to ask you this morning, if you want to commit your life to Jesus, if you've never done this before, I want you to raise your hand right now. Say, yes, sir, I want to commit my life to Christ. Would you do that right now? Just show me. With, just raise your hand. If there's anyone here, need to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Yes, sir. God bless you. God bless you. You can put your hand down again. Yes, sir. God bless you too. God's going to change your life. I guarantee that. Is there anyone else? Father, I pray for these two that have raised their hands this morning. It's an indication that something has stirred in their hearts. It's an indication, Lord, that they want to commit their lives to you. And so today I pray for them in Jesus' name, that your spirit will come and dwell in them, save them, Deliver them from this, this world and give them a hope and a life that only you can give. And Father, I pray this today for these two men in Jesus' name. And we all say amen, 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 amen. amen.